Welcome to the Gamers Pub, where buds get together and share some suds. Welcome to the Gamers Pub. I'm your host, Brandon, uh, and I'm joined tonight by... Shane. We're glad you're here. We are buds sipping on suds, talking about the video game news that we think you need to hear about, know about. Speak about, talk about with your friends and everybody in the world, because that's what we do on a weekly basis, unless we've got the sickness going on, because <laughs> there's so much sickness going on, isn't there, Shane? Yes, there is, all over the world. But one thing that actually helps prevent the sickness is beer. So, Shane, what are we drinking tonight? Well, as you've so kindly provided, I am drinking a Sweetwater uh, 420 strain G13 IPA. So what does that mean? I don't know. It's a lot of numbers and letters. Um, <laughs> I, okay, here's a little description on the uh, on the can. It says, we took an already dank IPA and married, dank. married its hops with a strain of specific uh, furpines, fer, <laughs> a natural hemp type flavor. The result is an aromatic super hybrid sticky IPA that's ready to sip. So the hemp, I picked it out because of the hemp type flavor. Because I liked mm. the um, New Belgium makes an uh, HPA, yes, alternate to an IPA. So that's one that you and Cole had a few weeks ago, right? Yes, uh, and I like that one. And this one's actually really good. It's really close to it. You can taste the hemp coming through. Um, yeah, I don't. IPAs are not really my thing, but this one is very drinkable, very tasty. Mm. Well, I am drinking the 420 Extra Pale LL, just the regular 420, not the 420 strain. Uh, I don't even know, like, it says it was first conceived in our Batcave on 420. <laughs> so I'm wondering what they were doing on that day. I don't know, but guess. Can't imagine. I'm I'm thinking this year's 420 is going to be the whole month of April's got to be something kind of crazy, don't you think? See, only 420 any of us that are ever going to so live true. through. That like is so true. That is so true. April 2020. Until they get to April 20th. Actually, hold on, no. I was I was seeing like like April 20th like 4020, but that wouldn't make much sense. I <laughs> I was like Yes, yeah, like the Family friendly content here, but like, I wonder what they were doing in the year 420. In the year 420, let's see. I think they were just sitting there thinking, let's make beer. They're, well, yeah, they're probably also trying to just not die. That's every probably day. very true. Uh, think about this. Speaking about not dying, <laughs> well, never mind. Family. Going into our next topic and avoiding death <laughs> the coronavirus. Oh, no. That was a terrible transition. I'm so sorry for the people that this is actually impacting and, uh, it is it is not going good. No. It's a shame. No, it's not. I know we Well, in the West it's manageable. Right. Like over here it hasn't hit us as hard. I think we've had a few deaths in the, the US. I think I saw numbers like even the whole Western hemisphere is like maybe a hundred people, which not to diminish people dying, but 
compared to like in China, it's like 4,000 people. Oh, wow. That may have been just affected people. So I hope that's just affected, not yeah. deaths. That would, yes, that would not be good. No, if you're if you're coming to us for the the told the numbers on this, don't maybe try another outlet. Uh, tweet us, because by the way, we now have a Twitter. Oh yeah, we have a Twitter account for the Gamers Pub. I followed it. I saw your name's blank. <laughs> yeah, because Twitter says your name cannot be blank, and it's always uh, funny to like in video games. It's like your name cannot be the new kid. You know, it, you, it's like you can't. Ha- you know, you ever seen that? No. Like sometimes when it's telling you to make a name for your character, it'll say like your name cannot be something. It's so funny to make it what it says, like literally to not make your name. You probably have to. I don't know. You're being ironic. Yes. Okay. Uh, Speaking of what's not ironic is PAX East this week. It just started today. Oh, pretty sure it just started today. PAX East is up in Boston. Um, I've been to Boston. Well, I've been to some kind of suburb of Boston. Boston. But only for like four hours because it was for work. And then yeah. I flew back home. That's kind of sad. Like Boston seems like a fun place to go visit. Like I would have loved yeah. to. Like one thing I would love for us to do at some point is actually go to a gaming convention. I would. I think I'd really like to go to a gaming convention. I think we need to go to Mo, uh, MomoCon. In Atlanta? Yeah. When is it? May. That sounds doable for me. If you got Depending video game the, stuff. Oh, we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Get a try and get a press pass. Yeah, but tickets are only like sixty three dollars for like the four days, and the day passes aren't even that bad. Four days though. I don't know if I can. No, I wouldn't do four days. Oh yeah. I like think we could go up on on uh, Saturday. Mhm. And walk around. Yeah, that'd be really Meet cool. Meet some people sitting on some panels. Yeah. Um, which is cool what demos. PAX East is kind of like. They are, it's kind of like a celebration of gaming, but it leans more towards indie developers. It's a chance for devs to show off what they're doing, um, garner support, um, show off games that they've been working on. Sounds like this year it's going to be pretty much all indie developers. It does. Uh, PlayStation and Facebook Gaming and Oculus pulled out of PAX East. And I know they're not the only ones that pulled out, um, but they're the big names that I think we talked about in last week's episode um, that they pulled out of PAX East. So like, it's definitely more of a, like, there's, there's not less competition, but I think this year is going to be much easier for indie devs to shine. Yeah. For whoever decides to actually go and who's ever yeah. actually there. Yeah. I mean, it's did Microsoft. Okay, it's kind of odd that Microsoft pulled out. I would say, uh, no, that is more for the uh, uh, GDC. Oh, I'm reading down our list. My apologies. No, yeah, no. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I know CD Projekt Red dropped out. Um, and PUBG backed out as well. From. PAX East. So you got Cyberpunk 2077. That's not going to be at PAX East. Uh, PUBG developers are not going to be there. PUBG. Um, oh, yeah. They have that weird cryptic uh, video at the Game Awards. They did? 
It was player, oh, player unknown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's it's not PUBG. The one that like one. caught our attention, like it was just like nothing. It's just a rock in the woods. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Um, so that they jumped out of PAX East. So it's definitely indie developers. Oh wow. Um, so Shane just pulled up the count. And there's 83,000 corona cases, almost 3,000 deaths. That's terrible and mostly in China. Yeah, mostly. all Almost all the deaths are in China. Um, most of the cases are in China. So Wow. Yeah. That is actually really sad. Yeah. For the U.S., there are 60 cases... Um, six have recovered. Wow. Well, hopefully the right medicine and uh, some sort of antibiotic can be found that can fight against it. I think it's viral. I don't think... Do antibiotics work on viral infections? I, I, I don't know. thought so. I thought there was some sort of medicine that worked with viral. I don't know. We're not... No? A, good thing we're not a doctor Man, show. No, we were terrible at doctor <laughs> shows. Anyway, uh, so and then the GDC is in San Francisco, hmm. and PlayStation, Facebook, EA, Microsoft, Epic Games, and Unity have all said that they are pulling out of GDC. And GDC is like the conference that you go to to see um, new uh, new games and more importantly, uh, new software and new hardware. Okay, like that's the place to show that off. Um, so Microsoft was supposed to, to talk more about their Xbox Series X. Uh, now they're playing more of a live stream event. I'd say that's fine. I'm cool with that because it means I, I get to watch it. You get yeah. to watch it. Like yeah. we, we get to watch it and talk about it uh, more like as it's um, happening the week of rather than like watching a, a, like a presentation that, that was given. Um, sometimes those can be a little bit better. Um but it's definitely like a lot of big names. Um, I saw a comment. I, I, I don't know if you know who Jason Schreier is, mm-hmm. um, but he's um, a reporter for uh, – well, he's a, a journalist, writes a lot for uh, Kotaku. Um, but he – like I scrolled through his Twitter account um, before we started. And he was like, yeah, I think I want to skip the uh, G- GDC. It's like, wow, like that's – it's kind of big. Like that's like that's where you would need to go as a journalist. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, then uh, Imran Khan, who was with um, Game Informer for uh, some time before, um, he you know he transitioned away from there. Who's also another big name in, uh, gaming journalism. Um, he was like made a tweet about like, hey, if you're not going, send me because I live here. I was like, ah, that wouldn't make sense. But like, it's a great opportunity for some and a terrible opportunity for others because people are pulling out yeah, um, to keep people safe. Which is like, hey, that's fine. Um, do that. Like, keep your your, your people safe. Right. It's just really unfortunate that like you I, – I, I don't know if, if we've ever seen like a disease like have this much of a world um, or global um, impact – and mostly yeah. because like it's coming from China, which is where a lot of 
our stuff is made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to hardware and chips and processors, like the manufacturers are in China. Uh, and we're seeing across the board, like, hey, the Switch may have a global shortage this year. Wow. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, don't, they don't think they'll, they'll meet their quarter three uh, numbers that they, that they had predicted. For sales? For sales. Microsoft like consoles? Uh, Xbox seems to be fine, according to the article I looked at. Um, but their com- their computer side of things is going to, to uh, suffer. Okay. Um, and I don't know if like IBM is over there. I don't know. They, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we don't know a lot of things, but we talk about them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's like we're we're going to see a shortage on a lot of stuff this year, which is weird. Uh, might even see our prices go up as inventory decreases as demand stays the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll definitely be an, an interesting year to see some numbers and see the the impact um, that this has on those numbers for these companies. Um, we're seeing games being pushed back because they need a physical uh, copy. Mm-hmm. Can't get made because it's made in China. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on with PAX East and the GDC. Um, hopefully, next week we'll have some things to talk about from PAX East uh, as devs shine more and more and show what they're doing. Um, and next week, or in a couple weeks, we can look at the GDC and we'll be talk- talking about those Xbox Series X specs um, oh, yeah. as, it, as it comes out. And hopefully, we'll even see a price. Oh, yeah. Because as soon as we see a price for for Xbox, we'll see a price for the the PS Five. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where that ends up, but I guess we'll see next week. Yeah. All right. Um. So this week, uh, I, I, I Shane, did you know the Konami code? I do. It's very treasured in gaming. <laughs> it is. It, it it is like the code. Uh, apparently, it's in Rocket League and Fortnite. I didn't know that. Me either. It's really cool that it's like a, a through line for a whole bunch of games. Like it, it's almost like an inside joke. Yeah. For gamers. So the creator of the Konami code, and I had his name up in front of me here, um, Kazuhisa Hashimoto. Um, he passed away this week, mm. and basically when they were creating uh, Contra. Um, he created what was known as the Konami code um, because he was having a hard time uh, with the game. Sorry, it was great. Uh, Gradius is a home console port of Gradius in 1986, which the game, uh, the code was first used. And basically, he used it because he couldn't beat the game <laughs> that he made. That he worked on, yeah. Like, huh. it was, like he didn't really play games, um, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, weird, right? Yeah. Uh, so he put in this code, which adds 30 extra lives uh, into Contra. And gives you one-hit kills. Does it really? I think so. Uh, Unless I'm reading it wrong. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Not one-hit kills, but 30 extra lives. lives. I think it gives you super, like the best weapon damage or something. Oh, Maybe. Cause I like, don't know. Yeah. I wish um, they put Contra on the mm, Switch Online stuff. 
You can buy it. Mm. I'm pretty sure Contra is a game that you can purchase on, on Switch. Well, I'm talking about not. like that free platform. Yeah, that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. It's like I heard it. a gaming like core like uh, pillar, I guess. Mm. Since it, it since really since it just originated the um, Konami code. That's true. I would say. Now they did release a new Contra game on Switch. Oh. It was a top down Contra. Hmm. The reviews were not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, they tried something new and it is did this, not seem to work as well. Is it still made by Konami? Uh I think so. That's probably it, because Konami is um is lame. It's lame? Yeah. Why are they lame? Um, because of the way they treated Mr. Hideo Kojima. Am I mixing up the publishers? Or the I don't know. Yeah, if it's I'm pretty sure it's Konami. So explain it. Um, hopefully it is Konami, and I'm not just being dumb. But so Hideo Kojima makes the Metal Gear games. All the Metal Gear games, um, and then uh, he made Death Stranding. Towards the end of, actually, the end of the development of Metal Gear Solid Five, they were like treating Ko- uh, Kojima so bad, and like they basically like fire. From what I understand, like pretty much fired him from like before he could finish the game, or made it so he couldn't continue working with them. Um, and then he broke off and made Kojima Productions, which makes Death Stranding. Um, and then Konami continued through the end of Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't, it's just from what I've seen almost, I guess, in passing, I haven't really, I don't know the whole story. But the way they mistreated Kojima has really put a stain on Konami um, just as a whole because... Um, Kojima makes he puts a whole lot of thought and new creative twists on games uh, new ideas in games mm. and then to wait to see that he was so mistreated that he he either broke away or he quit or um, was fired or, or whatever um, I just know that Konami is just a leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth huh. because of that didn't actually know that I don't think I've played that many games from Konami to really yeah I know they had like some Games like in previous generations, they were a major publisher. But now they had one game that came out on the GameCube, right? Uh, one of the Metal Gear games. I think that's why Snake is in. It is kind of weird that Snake is in. Um, well, there's a Smash Brothers, a Metal Gear game. I thought that was like either an exclusive for the GameCube or no, released I think on it GameCube. Was just released because um, it is considered like one of the best. Like, and it's not like a mainline game though. I know there was some on PSP that may have been ported over, but Metal Gear Solid, or Metal Gear, the original Metal Gear, came out on NES. Okay. And it's like this weird kind of 2D, but or 2.5D, but 2D really thing. Um, I don't know how it plays. I don't think I ever tried to play. Actually, I think it is on, it might be on the Nintendo online thing. Metal Gear? Maybe. I, I thought know. I played it somewhere. And I would have played it there, but... Anyway. It started on Nintendo. And as far as I know, it's been... 
there was two games put on NES, and then it's been all like PS1 and up on Sony, yeah. except for um, Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes, I don't which know is considered like one of the best games, like like top ten games, like on GameCube. Well, Metal Gear in itself, like all those games, are just so unique in the way that they work and the ideas that are put into them. Like, um, I always come back to this one that's in Metal Gear Solid on PS1. You fight a psychic enemy named Psychomantis, and he can read the the character's mind, right? Because mm-hmm. he's psychic. So you can't you can try and punch him or shoot him or whatever, but he knows what you're doing because he's psychic. Right. So the way to beat him is you move your controller from the one port to the other so he can't read your mind. <laughs> and that was the that was the whole that's like an actual mechanic to to actually beat the game to move past that point. Huh. And then like you can't find that out except through, you know, word of mouth with your friends or you can pause the game and like call um different people on your codec to see um have some input. And it's just like really Kojima is just really good at taking what should be a straightforward thing and like turning it on its head and twisting it in a new way. And he adds a lot of different interesting things to gaming, I think. Hmm. Interesting. So, that, so all of them, any of them really are really solid games. Yeah, I just don't think I've really played any of his games. Yeah, you have a... No, um, Gear wasn't one of them. Metal Gear. No, I think... I don't know if there's any on Xbox you could play. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, we'll just keep moving on because I don't want to just sit here and like Google like games he's made. Uh, <laughs> been, we got other things to get on to. It's been mostly Metal Gear as far as I know. Okay. At least the bigger games. He made a game called Penguin Adventure. That's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's... Just a really unique game creator, and I, th- I guess he would be a director or something. He's put a, he puts a lot of influence into it in his games. Interesting. Um, isn't he like really intense? Not that I know of. He's no. just he's just kind of just a off kilter dude. Like he's just it's almost in a silly way. Like yeah, he's just kind of different. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's it's really interesting to see what he did, what he does, in his games. All right, well, moving on from there. Th- speaking about games that are different and new, uh, Shane, continue sharing us with, you know, something that came to PlayStation this week. Yeah, um, Dreams did it. Dreams is the game. It's by uh, Media Molecule. Did it? Did it release this week? Is that what it was? I thought it came out this week because I just saw um, a video by. Uh, Dunky, you know, if you know Dunky, you know he does kind of just funny, I don't know, playthroughs of games and makes pretty inter- pretty entertaining videos on YouTube. That's video game Dunky. Um, he made a video in Dreams, um, jumping into different people's levels and trying them out. Um, it seems just like a really really deep, um, really in depth, uh, powerful platform to make whatever you want um so there was <laughs> i'm seeing it through the filter of donkey so it's mostly humor but um <laughs> he found like um some kid made a little spider-man game uh-huh. i guess you could call it like it has a, a skyscraper on that you start on and then a, 
a skyscraper, you know, a hundred feet in front of you. And like, he has this silly voiceover that he, the kid recorded to like, when you start the game, you, it tells you what to do mm-hmm. and like you web swing over to there. So like, and it goes from that. It's like this, you know, dumb looking polygon man that's red and blue. So, you know, it's Spider-Man all the way up to someone made like, um, the ghost of Tsushima, um, like demo in dreams. I have to show you it later. What? But like, that some I saw a comparison of like the actual Ghost of Tsushima game, mm-hmm. um, just like a little minute sequence where it's the samurai. I don't know if the character has been named yet. The samurai, you know, fighting three different guys, and it's like a shot for shot thing that they made in Dreams. And to make it in Dreams, you program the whole thing with your controller and you do all these things, and then it's all the way up to there. You know, all the way up to a down Polygon Man, Spider-Man game. And then I saw a video where a guy created a song or a, you know, a a music loop in Dreams. So, like, it has so much sound tuning in it. You can create your own, like, a mixing mixing board sound. Like, you tune the the waveform of it. You can get even down to those de- details and make your own, like music, in dreams. It's just the idea. The ho- the the main idea behind dreams is that it's like Mario Maker, but every every game you could ever think of. I think so it's like, really cool. It's the same. I like you can scroll through levels or games that people right. make, and you jump into one, and then you play it. Maybe it's you know, walking through a trail in the woods, or maybe it's fighting some stick men, or maybe it's driving a car. Like it could be whatever. So it's kind of like Media Molecule made a platform for gamers to make their own games to share. Like the same way Nintendo made Mario Maker to make for gamers to make their own levels for gamers to share and play. Mm. So it's like a really ambitious idea. I was um I was uh I guess taken by the uh, trailers of it and what it could do and what it would look like. But even from there to what it is now, it's like, it's so much broader, so much like more powerful that you can, powerful things you can do on the, the game maker platform. Hmm. And thanks for finding it. You, you showed me it came out on the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been out a couple of weeks. We have to get it and go to your house. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If, <laughs> I know I do not have time to program a new <laughs> a game on there, but no, I think I, I saw some, uh, something that like someone had recreated the Simpsons hit and run mm-hmm. through dreams. It's like that's insane. Like people just like, hey, we need this game to play. Let's make it. Yeah, and someone takes the time. So I kind of like want to jump on Twitch. Yeah, I'm sure you could find and find something like making games like live. And yeah, I'm sure we could find someone. It's that making like, it live. It's that like big scale of you know a whole game, a whole level like hit and run. Yeah, like like I said, all the way down to the granular details of a a sound that you want, like a like a synth sound. It okay. has like a whole synth in it, which I don't know. It's just it's just crazy that it's a thing. I think. All right. Well, speaking about new games and what's coming out. Uh, Stadia has announced their March games for their pro account. 
Uh, and there's three games, Grid, SteamWorld Dig 2, and SteamWorld Quest. And completely honest, after hearing that, I will not be resubscribing. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of Grid. I don't I mean, know what SteamWorld Dig, Dig 2, 2 is. Dig 2 and SteamWorld Quest actually were really big releases from uh, indie developers. Um, the first game, SteamWorld Dig, uh, did really well. It's kind of like a Metroidvania style of game. Mm-hmm. Um, in the steampunk world. Okay. Um, and it's like a two D side scrolling Metroidvania game. Um, did really well. Made Steamroll Day Two. That one, um, the reviews were um out of the park. And then uh, one of the newest games, Steam Steamroll Quest, which is a two D side scrolling game. Um. <clears throat> Where the battling is a is a, a card system, hmm. um, for battling purposes. Okay, that would make me more likely to play a two D Metroidvania game with a card system. Yeah, for the combat, because I don't. Oh. It just doesn't doesn't jump out at me as something interesting to like run to the side and shoot a bullet to the side, and that's the whole combat system. Oh. I do. <laughs> That's what I like to play. That's that, Those were my games I grew up with. Yeah, I, I never played a whole bunch of those games. Oh. Uh, well, after, like, after seeing that, it's just like, all right, this is not super interesting. Right. Um, I think Stadia is starting, like, I, I know they've got a lot of stuff coming out. And Patrick, you know, if, if you were here, you could talk more about it. Um, but I just don't. I'm not sure how I feel about it, which brought me to like, I was reading an article from business insider um, about the whole video game subscription, like services. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like we live in a world and like it it brought us some really good points. Um, Y'all should look for it, read it. Um, But one thing is like, just okay. I like my physical copies. Mm Mm-hmm. I like having a console. I like having something in my hand that I carry around. Like I can play wherever and whenever. Right. Stadia is not it. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great if you're. It, it, I think it. It's for a certain market. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like it's for nostalgic gamers. No. Well, I don't know. But continue if you're if you're on. Well, roll. and I I think I think part of it is because like nothing they're putting out is new. Okay. Yeah. Right Everything now, it's coming not for out nostalgic gamers. Yeah. No. Um, and just like, like you either have that game or you're not going to have that game, and so I don't really know. I, I like Stadia is like out there, but it doesn't really have a real like market, um, because it's not meeting a new need. Right. Um. And yeah, so. I, I, I'm I'm just not that certain about state uh Stadia's future. It's not on iPhone yet, which makes a lot of sense. But I think they're missing out on another big demographic by not having Stadia on iPhones yet. Yeah. Um. I think that like if they could get onto iPhones, I think they might see a surgence because the Apple Ar- Arcade. I'm not sure if that's really a game subscription worth subscribing to yet either. You know, that's just my opinion. I haven't played it. I haven't touched it. Don't really know what games are are, are on it. Yeah. But I think it's something we are going to be, be talking about. But okay. So, okay. So, getting back to this, this like, 
what is is streaming really doing to the um, gaming industry? And the article like brought up the point about like Blockbuster and Netflix, mm-hmm. and how Netflix killed Blockbuster, right? Because you no longer like for a flat fee, you you, you could watch whatever you, you wanted whenever you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, like you no longer had to go and rent a game or buy some like buy something uh, physical. Like and like we have seen that. Like we we've like seen that with um, you know. Uh, CDs and Spotify. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you bought like a physical CD for <laughs> a, an album that just came out? That was killed by iTunes, in my opinion. At least for uh, my world. No, yeah, no. I, I, I iTunes definitely could have been the start. Uh, I still bought physical copies because I still had to buy the disc. Like, you still had to pay for it. Yeah. Spotify, you're not paying for it. Right. Well, yeah. And like Spotify, like on iTunes, I think like they they went to Apple Music to compete with Spotify because they saw like what where the market was going. Yeah. But okay. when you stop buying uh f- physical things, the amount of profit that the composer or dev- developer like can make also diminishes. Yeah. And so like, are we? going to help the future of gaming by going to towards streaming and towards subscription services. I don't know because it's kind of like you say with streaming things, the streamer platform pays for a license to the producer. Right. And that's the limit of what they can earn if everyone is streaming. Right. So like I know Spotify is not really great for music producers. They don't earn a lot from their Spotify deals. Unless they're, you know, getting millions of streams a day. Right. Um, so I guess it could, it could, it probably, <laughs> it would definitely affect games. You wouldn't have indie games coming out streaming. It would be much harder to have indie games come out streaming. Right. Um, well, because like they can't afford to. Right. And like one of the things it points out is like, you know, you, you can get a giant check up front. Sure. Yeah. Because, I mean... Xbox has to be doing something to get all of these games on Game Pass. Yeah. Like they're paying them one large sum to get to get this game out on Game Pass. And their you their user base is growing and growing fast. I mean, on um XCloud, there's over or there, there's around eighty different games. Hmm. Like I just jumped on there the other day and it took me like a few like a few seconds to like scroll all the way to the bottom to get to the game that I, I wanted to, to get to mm. like, these are not all owned by um, Microsoft. So they're paying to have these, these games here. Yeah. And no one's paying to use this service yet. So sure. Like one large check is great for the now and the moment. Like if you develop a game and you like, are, are handed a large check, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But the potential for future earning also diminishes. Right. And so like, is that going to help the devs or is it going to kill the indie developer scene? And I like, like, you know, I don't think it will. So I think gamers are too loyal to like, like faithful to indie devs. Like I like it. Uh, I mean, I just backed <laughs> a game on Kickstarter for 30 bucks that I probably won't see until 2023. <laughs> uh, 
And that's the first time I've ever done something like that because it's like, yeah, it's, it's 30 bucks. Yeah. Like 30 bucks for a game that honestly looks like it probably could sell for 60. Right. Um, especially if it does everything it says it's going to do by the time it comes out in 2023. So like, I, I, I don't think it will kill the indie devs because there's always a market. Yeah. Like even if it's a slim one, there's enough. Like that slim market that's going to buy indie games. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are thriving. Like we, we are in a, a time where like to be in indie de- developer is, is, is not like huge risk mm-hmm. um, because people are, are looking for new games. We're kind of tired of the big AAA devs and what they're doing. And so we're looking elsewhere. Right. Um, we're looking for new cre- uh, creative I- IPs. Um, the Switch has been a, a great place for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the eShop is flooded with games. Like there, like I've re- like I bought my Switch like six, six months after it came out. eShop didn't have a lot of choices. Like I didn't have that many games. Now it's like, man, I've I've got a crap ton of games on my Switch, um, and a lot of them are indie developed games that I get just for fun. Cause like they're, they're different. They're new. They're um, hitting a market that's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as, as long like in indie devs, like they challenge the market. And so it, it, it'll be interesting, like how they maneuver into a world, like they need to get their Nick games out there, but not sacrifice. Um, Revenue, yeah, like sacrifice their future just just get their name out there. Yeah, I I couldn't, I I can't imagine like um, House House putting out Untitled Goose Game on Game Pass and that just being it. Yeah, like they have sold so many copies of that game, and this is like you created a a good game. Mm -hmm. You put it out there yourself. Like you don't need a streaming service. Um, so I like. It's weird. I, I think it definitely will put GameStop out of business. Yeah. If, if they, we're looking if at like a physical their... storefront to an online service, I mean, unless, yeah, unless GameStop changes their well, model. That's assuming streaming gaming takes over, which I don't think will happen. No. Well, I mean, Phil Spencer, CEO of, of Microsoft, sees it as the future. Right, but... When do you when do you play games the most? Uh, at home on the couch. Even with your Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a huge need for streaming games to be always connected to the internet. No, I I think that it's well on on until everyone has access to a decent Wi-Fi signal. Right. It's never going to have. Like you're, you're always going to have someone that needs to buy the game individually mm-hmm. to to have it. Yeah, I, unless we somehow move into a, a few a future, in the, you know, ten years of, like six G internet, where everyone has three hundred megabytes per second, with no data caps and a manageable, you know, data plan. As far as price, then streaming could really take hold. So I think like Stadia probably came out ten years too soon. <laughs> probably it, unless they're trying to like they announce it, they launched it, and they sit on the back burner 
they should have launched it as beta. Yeah. And offered pe- people the chance to buy in and be part of beta. Yeah. Rather than selling it as a complete finished product. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, it came out as beta and people knew what, that they were getting into beta. The problem with it is that they did not market it as beta. I think that's where the, the letdown is. Yeah. It's like, hey, Google, you have the money to put behind this. Why is it this like janky? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. The gaming market is changing. The industry as a whole is changing. Um, and we'll see what... Gaming journalism is is changing. Like, ev- like everything about the industry as, as a whole... Mm-hmm. Looks different. Yeah, with stream, there was never streaming before. Well, PS Now, I don't know who subscribed to that, but <laughs> I mean, it's a really cool idea. I just there's different games, newer games that I would, I've always played. So yeah, but um, yeah, for definitely for this past year, like streaming gaming has been an actual thing that existed. Yeah, for the first time, and we're yeah, seeing, seeing more services come out. Yeah. Newest one being the NVIDIA GeForce. Yeah. Um, Talked about um, last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? 17, I think. Last week. One of those. Anyway. All right. Uh, Cole, do you, or not Cole. <laughs> Shane, do you have anything else to add? Um, just one thing. I want to point out that if you are a PS Plus member, you should definitely get... Um, Shadow of the Colossus on Tuesday as the free one of the free games when it comes out. Um, What's that? Shadow, you never heard of Shadow of the Colossus? I have, but I don't remember what it is and okay. why I've heard of it. It is a, a very unique game. It's um, a little breakdown of it is basically there, you're one guy with a sword and you have to kill 16 bosses. That's the whole game. What? So... Part of the game you spend trying to find these bosses. Part of them you, um, well, that's pretty much it. You find the bosses, you get up, get to them, activate the fight, and then you got to figure out how to defeat them. So it's it's mainly a puzzle game. I mean, you, you could kind of say it's combat, but it's more of a puzzle, like how do I get past this obstacle game? And it's just a beautiful, like minimalist game where... You know, at least a third of it, you're um, riding your horse across, um, you know, a, a meadow or prairie or whatever. Like, it's just a very artful game that you get to just explore the world without, you know, a HUD blinking at you all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a really, really cool game. Um, so, yeah, if you have PS Plus, you should definitely... Download that and play it. Um, I think the other PS Plus free game coming up in March is Sonic Forces, which I'm told is probably one of the worst games that ever came out. So, Sonic Forces? Yeah. I think uh, it's. Wasn't that on the Switch? Yeah. I think I saw it on the Switch. Yeah, it was like released in the early days. It did not sell well. Yeah. I think you can go find it for like 20 bucks. Sonic has has had a rough time on video games outside of the original like 2D. There's been some games. some 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 good ones. Yeah, but there's been some some good well, ones. Well, just the 2D ones. You know what I I really want to play? What? Uh Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. I got Tokyo it. There's a demo on uh Switch. 
Is there? Yeah. I want to play it. I think it looks really good. I started it up, and I think you have to be docked. It's to like motion-based, yeah. Interesting. But it's like, you know, the mini games mm-hmm. kind of thing, like um, like Wii Sports. Like, you have to use the motion stuff. Huh. Like, there's a sprint thing. I think you have to sprint and then, like, jump the hurdles or something. I mean, it seems like a lot of fun, but... Yeah. I think I picked up the demo and started it up, and then I think Sammy was watching the TV, so I had to dock <laughs> it, so I not play it. I have a man cave, so I don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. Well, that's all I've got for this week. That's yeah. all you've got. Yeah, I think so. Um. I don't. Like, I haven't seen anything big Nintendo news wise. Um. We have actually got. Like, this is officially the longest drought without a N- Nintendo Direct. Really. Yeah. Last year was the longest drought. When. Um, last year we didn't get our first one till I think February, like first week of fe- uh, fe- February. When was the last, like what's the longest drought period? Uh, right now we're in it. So what, like two months? Uh, let me pull this up here cause people keep track of this. I kid you not. People keep track of this. Oh, I'm trying to think what I remember. I saw an article that there was not a whole lot of. First party Nintendo games happening this year. But is Animal that Crossing, true? Is Animal Crossing first first party from Nintendo? Yeah. Okay. So they got that. Then what else would come out? You, you don't have Breath of the Wild 2 coming out. You don't have Mario. Um, Maybe a Donkey Kong. There hasn't been a Donkey Kong in a while, right? Uh, Last one was Wii U. Okay. So, okay, <clears throat> our last official N- Nintendo Direct was September 4th. Oh. Yeah. What was released, what was emphasized there? Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, is that new? November. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Uh, the one before that was E3 in June and then May. So those were back-to-back pretty much. Yeah. And then before that was February 13th. That's a pretty long wait. Three months. And then before that was September 13th. September 13th. And that was the longest drought at that point. That makes sense. You you advertise all your games before the holidays. And then then you introduce them before you're getting into the first quarter of the next fiscal year. Because their fiscal year ends at the end of March. Okay. So as of right now... We have nothing going into the next fiscal year. We have no games that we know of. That are still coming out. Is Animal Crossing out yet? I still don't no, know. No, March 20th. March 20th. So it is coming out in the first quarter. No, no. Fiscal. It, no, 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 no. It, it, it's March. fourth quarter. You're right. You're right. Uh, Animal, Animal Crossings will be their last game for this current fiscal year for Nintendo. Okay. The fourth quarter ends at, um, the last day of, of March. Okay. So they're just one quarter off the yeah. actual calendar year. Yeah. Okay. Except they're, yeah, yeah. Their 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 fiscal year is weird, in that sense. Um, and thus we haven't had. I guess we had our Pokemon direct. Um, and this is calling this the 
Animal Crossing Direct as a Nintendo Direct, but that's not a Nintendo Direct. Uh, we are officially in our longest drought. Why is it not a Nintendo Direct? Because it's game-specific. Sp- Maybe that's the only game they had. <clears throat> but, no, because <laughs> they've done that with uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, with Super Smash Brothers, with Pokemon Sword and Shield. They do um, big game sp- specific directs like you know all the time, so it, that that's not that you know uncommon, but for us not to have uh, some sort of direct like announcing like hey here's the lineup for the next six months okay that's weird hmm. like this is like the first time like going into the rest of this year. Um not knowing like what to look for like what to look forward to okay and we're like hey you need to get out and tell us like what's coming to get excited because doom eternal has been delayed on switch uh the month of march has several great games coming out Mm -hmm. on switch i mean the uh outer worlds is is coming out on switch okay uh, as long as it you know gets out yeah uh, if it's not delayed further due, due, due to the coronavirus, um, and you have an, uh, Animal Crossing, there's like one other fairly large game coming out in in March. It's not like a, a you know triple tri- A dev, but it's a pretty big game coming out. I don't know. I've, I've got my uh, March Nintendo ma- magazine coming in the mail. I think next week. Okay. So. You saying you don't know what that new game is, or you? I'm not sure. Can't but, remember. But I can't remember. Oh, uh, okay. I thought there's like something big coming out. Uh, we should be start seeing some DLC start to drop for some games coming out too, here. Um, but like we don't have much. Like I don't feel like I don't know what's coming this fall, and mm-hmm. I always count on like you know the beginning of the year's direct to kind of tell me where my finances are going to go the rest of the year. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I'm, I think it's a safe bet. You've got a Mario Kart coming this year. Some well, we don't know. I I, I really don't think so. But there hasn't been a Switch Mario Kart, right? It's been doesn't have to be the Wii U. It doesn't. Have, but like the the Wii U's life cycle was only three years, and so all of those games that they're porting over, great, do it. Yeah, port those, those over because like they they didn't sell well because like there wasn't enough units of the Wii U sold. So like port them over their great games. Uh, Donkey Kong tro- uh, Tropical Freeze. You know I've got it downstairs on Switch. Mm. Um, but it originally came out for Wii U. So they they have a backlog of games from the Wii U that they can still pull from. It's grown very small. There's not much left. I think uh, Pikmin Three would, would be like one of the, of the last ones. Oh jeez, why did they wait so long to do that one? I want to play Pikmin. Um. Pikmin 4, you know, they've been saying was in development since 2015. I wonder if since they they probably knew P, uh, PlayStation and Xbox would have their big year announcing new consoles this year. But they're not competing. And and, and that's where, like, N- Nintendo yeah, is not competing against Xbox and PS5 this year. Xbox and PS5 aren't even in, ex- expecting to sell a lot, a lot of, of consoles. The only thing I would say against that, I mainly agree... But the only thing I would counter that with is media presence. 
Because if you got all this stuff happening with new consoles for the first time in seven years from Sony and Xbox. Right. Maybe you announce a great game on Nintendo, but it gets lost in the media shuffle. Not to say that people won't buy the new game, but... Unless it's Bay uh, Another 3, Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, they do have a big... new kart game. Big wild cards to play. Mario game. Pikmin. Um, Pikmin 4, yeah. I don't think there would be a new Mario. There, there very well could be. Well, um, Mario Odyssey. They, they have things that they could definitely pull out. Yeah. And go flash, 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 and like. Well, Breath of the Wild too. I'm hoping is a quick turnaround development next year. Next year. From what I've read, we're looking at next year. Uh, it's it's been pushed back a little further, um, but there is some sort of other Zelda game coming. Okay, but probably like a 2D. remaster, two D game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of the uh Metroid Prime or like some Metroid games, um, are being redid, uh, redone for the Switch. Like they're they're definitely pulling a lot of like the their backlog out to pad the Switch with games while they're working on the new games. Yeah. Um, which is also like great, you know, pr- uh, practice for younger developers. Mm-hmm. To get to get their their hands wet with, you know, programming for the switch. Which is what like a lot of times they do. Like yeah. the um, back in like the the Wii U and um early days early days of Switch, uh, new devs they would have work on, um, three DS games before they worked on Switch games to get their their hands wet. Yeah. With programming for I Nintendo. I think it's feet wet. Is that right? Feet wet, hands wet. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be programmed with wet hands. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Feet wet. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know how much um, how much different the programming format is on um, between Switch and 3DS and Wii U. I don't think it's too much. I mean, your um, quality of game is, is less on ADS. Yeah. Cause like you're like the the yeah, pixels aren't stuff yeah yeah it's definitely um like I remember reading an article about this um but it, like it's not as complicated as developing for the switch but it's relatively the same coding system right that's something that I remember from a while ago like going from PS one PS two they were pretty similar OSs mm. PS three went to like this crazy thing that no one liked to develop for. Right. So like, that's why Microsoft won a lot of battles on that generation. Then PS4 went back to like a standard OS. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe it's hard to get PS3 games on a PS4 because of the operating system. So Could I'm be. thinking that Switch, going going backwards from Switch to Wii U and 3DS. They're all relatively similar. Yeah, they're a lot, a lot more similar than PS3 to PS4. Because the Switch Hopefully. probably uses a lot of the same, like basic. Well, if you think about like the Wii U gamepad, mm-hmm. like if you if you if you re- remove the Wii U like console itself and just have yeah. the, the gamepad, it's the Switch, right? So it's <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo really hasn't done something new. They've just taken what they've already had and remade it and shrunk it down and made it usable. Yeah. So hey, N- Nintendo works. I I do know they're also. Um, mo- moving into their new um building. Oh, they're bringing um all of their um offices and branches into one building. 
to uh, help streamline okay. communication between departments. Um, Game Freak is moving into a, a, an office next door. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I know Platinum Games, just side note, they are opening um, a developing studio in Tokyo. Hmm. So that could be like mean some good things for us on Nintendo and Sony yeah. sides. Yeah. Because they work a lot with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there, there, there there's things going on, but it's like all right, tell us what's coming. We need to know yeah. what's coming. When um, was um when was the one last year after February? And it happened May. May. Okay, so so like we like this really is the longest. What was it for? The one in May. Uh huh. Let's see. Last year in May, we got a Nintendo Direct that was about Super Mario Maker Two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is like a main pipeline Nintendo game. Followed by a uh, Pokemon Direct and then E3. And then we made from June all the way to September without a Direct. Mm. But this right here is like, this Direct is supposed to give us news to talk about for Nintendo stuff. Well, last year in February, it was only Mario Maker, right? Uh, No, it was new uh, Switch games with a focus on Fire... Emblem Three Houses. Oh, I was looking at the May one. Okay. Um, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it then is we had if they break the E3. Hmm. So like, yeah, we just—it's weird. We don't have a lot going on. Uh, in 2018, there was a N- N- Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, in January and March then had a Nintendo Direct. So it could very well be like the next couple of weeks that we see a, a Direct. But I've been, I feel like I've been saying that since January. <laughs> it's like, y'all, we're getting a Direct next week. Okay, it's coming next week. It's coming next week because I don't know when it's coming, <laughs> but I'm dying to, to have one so we, we, we can talk about it. Right. Now, an, uh, Animal Crossing looks dope. I will say that much. Uh, we did not talk about it that uh, as much last week on uh, the episode as much as I, th- I want to. Yeah. I had like an entire um, like points like walk through. Didn't talk about one lick. Uh, Animal Crossing looks fantastic. I will probably pour myself in- into that game. Uh, I know Caitlin probably will. So that being said, that's all that I've got for this week. Okay, I think I that's all I have too. All right. Uh, well, hey, don't forget to leave a review if you enjoy coming to the pub. Uh, if you want to, to support the show, head over to Anchor and visit our page. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we are the Gamers Pub ATL um, for Atlanta because that's where we at. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you, our theme song is also a mix of chiptune melody by MC Cisco Kid and Scarlet Fire by Otis McDonald. Our podcasts are edit, are edited by Patrick McWilliams with Fancy Top Hat Films, and I am your host Brandon Kressel. And this is Shane Haichi. Thank you for jo- joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye.